0: I'm Kirby Ingalls, and you're listening to the True Success Podcast. My goal is to help you find true success by helping you live a rich and satisfying life, a life full of happiness and meaning, and becoming a pillar of your community. It's my hope to inspire you to begin creating a new narrative, revolutionizing the way we live, and creating a ripple effect that resonates with future generations. Life is full of encounters we'd rather not have and presentations we would instead not give. But the truth is, we're social human beings. We were created to be in a community and communication is an essential part of that. Shouldn't we strive to become better communicators? A little more comfortable speaking to one another. I have devoted the last seven or eight years to becoming a more effective communicator by becoming a member of Toastmasters International. To include the last seven or eight years, coaching professionals like you, and I've spent 26 and a half years in the military, where communication is essential, or someone might lose their life. You may be in one of those professions. What I have done during my Toastmasters journey is observed other people. I've even studied and researched them in my postgraduate work in a Master's in Human Services Counseling from Liberty University. Even picked up a little how certain behaviors can sometimes cause people to stumble to include me in many conversations. So hopefully, in this podcast, I will communicate with you how to better navigate the choppy waters of everyday communication and the do's and the don'ts. So let's jump in and learn some of the basic and advanced techniques that will help you in a casual conversation or a high-stress opportunity. You'll be grateful that you did. Let me ask you this question. First impressions are essential, right? When you meet someone for the first time, don't you observe their behavior? And that first engagement in those seconds, doesn't it influence how you engage with that person from here on out? We first notice the face, where that first impression starts. Remember, when your mom always told you to smile in your pictures at school? She probably said that. To you also when you met new people. When you went to those family reunions or those community picnics. You probably found it annoying. But she was right. Your smile can make a massive difference. If you want to win someone over. A smile goes a long way in my dominant personality style. Especially for a guy like me. And. You can spot people who have a fake smile. And for me, it's prominently noticed when I'm grinning. The right side of my mouth curves up while the left side stays straight. Even if I try to show my teeth, that fake smile still shows up when I'm not as genuine as I could be. And trying to fake it. So you have to let your grin grow slowly. Just take your time. It's more personal and natural, and it takes a little bit of practice. Research indicates that women feel that a natural looking smile is essential. But it also tells us that those women who took a little bit longer to smile are considered more credible in the corporate setting. But here's a tip that you you shouldn't give everyone in the group the same smile because they'll feel it's off-putting. So changing it up a little bit as you interact and deal with different people is a good thing. Your eyes have a lot to do with winning over folks. A steady gaze will gain you some respect and affection. And that's been proven repeatedly. Who should maintain intense contact with a person to improve your relationship with them? And if they stop talking, break off contact if you have to. Now that we wiped the smudge off your face, let's move over to another vital area body language. Your body language has a powerful influence on how others see you. Even if someone's a stranger, You don't have to act like they are. When you greet them for the very first time, do it as if you were a lifelong friend. Give them a warm smile. Turn that body towards them to see you are giving them your attention. And here's some motherly advice that you've probably received over and over. Don't fidget. You know what I'm talking about keep your hands steady and under control don't tap those feet wobble around and rock back and forth from your heels to your toes back to your heels now here is something that I struggle with if you touch your face studies have shown it makes you less credible to keep calm keep your hands away from your mug When we meet someone for the first time, we often get anxious, right? You might ask yourself, what do I talk about? Or even, do I have anything in common with this person? But really, all you need is a smooth introduction that gets the conversation started. The best way to do this is to ask for an introduction from a mutual friend or someone at the event. Ask this person a few questions about who you're about to be introduced to that way you have something to begin the conversation with you could also eavesdrop near the stranger to see if you can find an opening in the conversation a classic uh, way that has been taught for decades is to have an icebreaker or a conversation starter for example let's not start with the weather Seen that one coming right Ask them about the vintage watch or those classy cufflinks they're wearing. This is going to open up the door so that you can ask where they got it. And before you know it, you're chatting like best friends. If you're hosting the event, make things easier by introducing people who might have one or two interesting things about them in common. This way, you give people an opportunity to ask follow-up questions, And once you've started that conversation, draw your attention to your demeanor. No one wants to continue an exchange if you just go on and on about some boring, endless story or topic. Do you know someone who never gets to the point or the punchline and ruins the joke? So make sure you're not inflicting pain upon others. So pay close attention to how they speak and respond. Try to mirror the other person. And I mean mood, tone of voice, and speech rate. This will enhance your chances of being more active, attentive, and engaged in the conversation with you. For example, if you're smiling and using arm gestures, do the same. Or if the mood is low and people are leaning back, Do your best to fit in. Be positive when you spot your chance to enter the conversation. Be confident in what you say. This is more important than the words you're actually going to speak. I learned this while being coached through interview techniques. As long as you avoid being rude, unpleasant, and seem to be complaining... This will create a solid first impression with your confidence. You might think that small talk is a waste of time, but this is wrong, not only in business and private life, but it could also mean the difference between winning someone over or running them off. If your small talk skills aren't that great, try to prepare for the inevitable questions that will. Get you asked. Ask yourself what questions always come up when you get to know someone. They will probably ask where you are from and what you do. A lot of times these questions solicit short, uninviting answers. So why not give a one word answer like Kansas City? Well, technically that's two words. Maybe you say sales and get ready to explain. Keep the conversation moving by leading it with exciting facts and opening doors for other topics. Or simply, if you're born in Kansas City, Missouri, you could mention that Walt Disney was fired from the Kansas City Star. This might spark conversations about places that they've traveled to. Perhaps one of them is Disney World. Probably our best tip is to focus on being a good listener, knowing how to keep the other person talking. And it's one of the best ways to make people think you're a great conversationalist. And they will leave the conversation with a great appreciation for you. I tell my coaching clients this all the time when they participate in informational interviews. Make it about the other person. Keep your questions focused on them. And have them share their experiences. People love to talk. And they love when others are interested in what they say. So give them the space. Like what you hear? Subscribe to the True Success Podcast on Radio Public. And get new episodes as they become available. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram. Do you know somebody in the group that has a great story? This not only entertains the group, but you're also getting a person the opportunity to excel. Just make sure it's appropriate. It wasn't something you were told in secret. Otherwise, it might backfire. You should avoid saying things that make you look bad when you talk. Sometimes when people get to know each other, the impulse to confess something personal or even a weakness compels them this is a no-no unless the person is already impressed revealing a secret well just make them wonder what else you might be hiding here is something to keep in mind people like those they have something in common with you can use this to your advantage by highlighting what you have in common with the other person that you're trying to flatter They say the imitation is the sincerest form of flattery. So use this to your advantage and make it easier to get along with others. Ask yourself, how do they move? Are they smooth, slow, and careful? Maybe they're nervous and jumpy. When you mirror their movements, they become more comfortable around you. The same goes for the spoken word. So use the exact words and phrases in return. For instance, if you're talking to someone who works for an agency, notice how they did not call it a company or an office. So you should do the same likewise. Take the first step by using their words related to their interests. Take me, for example. I love baseball. And you could use the word home run to indicate success. Or talk about people I work with as my crew. Or maybe say, you're on deck if I didn't notice the line moving and it's my time to step up. Of course, it takes practice and you should drop the ums and ahs and other filler words. Take your time and think about what you want to say before you say it. And if you want a recommendation on how to practice this extraordinary skill, go ahead and google a local Toastmasters club. They help people speak on their feet. They call this tabletop, table topics. Some refer to it as extemporaneous speaking and others impromptu. The person running the meeting will come up to you at the front of the room or if you're on a Zoom call and identify you and ask you a question. And you'll have up to two minutes to talk about the topic or answer the question that they ask. You practice speaking with no prior preparation. And when we talk, we tend to subconsciously reply with words to fill the air because silence is difficult. And that pause is really weird. But if you want to make a good impression, use your sentences and words to show your partner That you are truly listening. This will help them genuinely see that you understand them. And you can boost your communication. We acquire more than a minor acquaintance. But a close friend by adopting two words. We and us. For the most part. People only use these words when they speak of their closest friends or even spouse. Using these words around someone you want to bring into your inner circle can speed up that friendship-forming process. Lastly, at least learn to cultivate jokes. They are the cornerstone of a relationship. If you want to quickly form a bond, remember when funny remarks and share laughs occur. And then bring them up again when you tell stories about those engagements with others. You could be lighthearted, and you'll have something memorable to share between the two of you for years to come. See, I spoke about Toastmasters International earlier, and one of the things I did as a member was enter into a impromptu speaking competition. I'd won and Was very confident in the club contest, the area contest, and the division level, winning all three of those. Still, when I got to the district level and was competing with Eastern Missouri and Southwestern Illinois, one of the biggest challenges that I had and had to overcome was they asked me what the first joke that I committed to memory on stage was and why. At that moment, I didn't have a joke. I wasn't a funny guy. I'm a high D on the disc personality style communication system. And so I'm demanding, driven, direct, decisive, and I don't tell jokes. So it's something that I had to learn to do. I've been told that My sense of humor is sarcastic and dry at times, but I can laugh with the best of them, and I can also make fun of myself now. I've learned to get over that challenge, and so can you. Everybody loves praise. But it can backfire if people think you're insincere. Most of us pass along nice words, and it has its rewards. But when you do... Your praise could be too obvious. It should just be a casual remark. It could be something like, how are you? And after they had finished speaking, you could briefly say something like, ah, you're obviously been well. You could imply that you respect the other person by asking them for a recommendation. The other day, I texted my friend Dan and asked him to recommend an upcoming 100 mile ultra marathon in my local region. I value his opinion, and therefore, I reached out to someone well connected and got his opinion. And sometimes you can do more direct, but just remember a little praise does go a long way. Everyone thinks that they do good work for many. It does go essentially unnoticed. Recognition is one of the most challenging things for managers. By simply telling someone that they're doing a good job, you give them a pat on the back. And you could be making their day. And obviously, it's better if you do it immediately. After someone does something. Don't wait a week before delivering praise or a month or a quarter or an entire year. Speak up in the present moment when that good deed happens. Immediate praise is obviously the best, especially when someone has just gave a presentation. They've done something in the public speaking realm, which is extremely tough for most people. Public speaking, it's probably the most feared thing in the world, and I still think it ranks up there. Look, you can stretch the truth just a little bit, but those that are near and dear to your heart, you can be specific in your praise. Now, if you want to deliver a dazzling compliment to someone special in your life, focus on that one trait you genuinely admire. Maybe it's their good looks, or they have perseverance, and perhaps they might have an impeccable charm. If you're sincere and genuine, your praise will surely be appreciated. So far in this podcast, i have talked a lot about the basics of how to speak to anyone. So let's talk about some expert tricks to put up your sleeve for some personal gain. An easy way to improve your relationships is to be a considerate person. First things first. You must understand that people need to vent, especially after a tough day. So be patient. Allow them to be, or allow them to complain and get it out of their system. Try to show sympathy. Hey, it's even better if you actually give them the psychological safe space. Go down to their level. Share that space with them. This is called empathy. It will help calm them down. And once they do, you might be able to shift that conversation over to what's on your mind. Just make sure that you don't leave the conversation hanging in the air. If someone you know is in the middle of a fantastic story, and someone interrupts you maybe to take an order, once the distraction's gone, don't forget to return to where you left off and ask your friend to pick up the story sometimes things are best left unsaid. for example a natural body function that cannot be held back doesn't mean you or anyone else has to acknowledge it with a remark everyone has moments they wish no one saw be considerate and just continue the conversation if nothing happens Be assured the other person will be grateful for this. Finally, the art of the favor. It probably feels great to do something for someone, right? If someone asks you to drop everything you're doing and do them a favor right now, it's kind of a different story, don't you think? It can come off rude. So don't do this yourself. And if you do a favor, Don't immediately ask for something in return. As time passes, ask. So they don't think that you did the favor just for something in return. It was more so based on your friendship or relationship. And finally, we all keep score for what we do with friends and colleagues. Don't deny it. Don't do it. Don't deny it. Make sure you thank them with appreciation, especially those who continually support you and have your back. You might be ambitious, right? You're likely to see ways to impress your boss and maybe generate some momentum in your career. And one of the ways people try to tackle this is a common phrase known as fake it till you make it. But in this instance... That means sound professional. So let me suggest this when talking to your boss. Cut to the chase and be direct. Stop tap dancing because important people don't have a lot of time. Try to keep the person's focus while you're talking. Simply use sentences that begin with you. And the listener will pay more attention to every word after that. And along those same lines, consider delivering news when you anticipate how that person might respond. If you think they'll be joyed with what you have to say, do it with a smile. If the information isn't pleasant, maybe you deliver it with a compassionate... (sighs) And if you couldn't hear that, it was a sigh. One of the things that I learned a long time ago is don't tell people your job title. Tell them what you do for others. With all communication, there will be pitfalls. And if you're trying to be, do, be a sound professional, one of the lines in the poem that I love called If by Rudyard Kipling goes like this. If you can wait, And not be tired by waiting. Or being lied about. Don't deal in lies. Or being hated. Or being... Or... (laughs) Or being hated. Don't give way to hating. And yet, don't look too good. Nor talk too wise. Let me say that last part again. Doesn't look too good. Nor talks to wise. So here are a few common pitfalls. First, when you find that you have something in common, don't overreact. Stay calm and let the reveal happen through the natural conversation. The other person will be impressed by a quiet demeanor. Second, cliches are annoying and... I use many of them and have used a few in this conversation. I too must work on eliminating them unless they're just necessary. We engaged in conversation, don't ask people what they do. Instead, ask them what they spend their time on. Many people don't like to talk about their day job. They love to discuss their passions. And finally, remember professionals don't tease, embarrass other people, or make jokes at their expense. Climbing the ladder is hard enough. When you get to the top, somebody's always trying to knock you off. How's your climbing? It becomes increasingly more difficult to keep business away from personal time. And I've seen a rule with many businessmen that I've sat down and had lunch with or dinner. And you don't talk shop until after dessert's over. Especially if it's a tough conversation. No one wants to ruin your appetite with an unpleasant conversation. And this goes for those extracurricular events as well. It is an excellent opportunity to make new contacts but also discussing business matters, keep it light and make a separate time for those more serious discussions. This is the time to just enjoy yourself. When it is time to do business, just be honest and present, be your best self. When you meet or speak to new clients, You probably make the mistake of talking about how much they're going to benefit from, but spend less time talking about what they'll get out of the deal. It just comes across disgenuous. Be transparent and upfront about how you and the client will benefit. This way, they know you're not trying to pull a fast one. Don't be afraid to make a mistake. You're gonna create messes. So embrace it because you have an opportunity to impress the customer when you make up for it. So if you do, you make a mistake, send out the wrong item, or just 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 be apologetic and go the extra mile. Maybe you offer them a gift card or some free shipping. Or maybe send a new one out for free. that's happened to me on multiple occasions when I contacted customer service. And let me tell you, when they did that, when they just replaced it for free and didn't even ask for the old one back, I became a loyal customer. You're more likely to keep the customer coming back and they'll spread good words about your service to others. Always be the first to apply or speak up. Why? Because leaders take the first step. Leaders don't wait for others to tell them what to do in any scenario. You can present yourself effectively and subtly as a leader by first applauding and even offering your own opinion. And when it comes to meetings, and we're all in a lot of meetings, you want to improve your chances of success with someone new. So a little preparation goes a long way. You have to try and make sure that you have the right things to say. Now research shows us that we don't have a deep and plentiful vocabulary. But a more creative and intelligent vocabulary can only help your cause. So look to replace your more repetitive words using a thesaurus. If you pick up a new word maybe once a day for a couple months, you're going to have a pretty unique and creative vocabulary. You'll be quite clever. Always having a few relevant quotations is another sign of inspiration. I actually used one this morning that I had committed to memory. If you come across one, write it down. Return to it until you know it by heart. You'll find an appropriate occasion, just like I did this morning, to present it. And then you'll knock it out of the park. There's another one of those baseball references. Preparation will always be helpful if you focus on the people you meet. If you're attending a conference or another event, brush up on your business jargon. All you got to do is leave through some magazines or look at a website. When I work with clients from a new company, I'll do the same thing. I'll look up their company, I'll search Google News for the latest happenings, and then I'll actually create updates in my email to read by creating those notifications, and those notifications pop up in my email. I'll also look up their websites and read any information that they have presented. Knowing how to gain this kind of insider knowledge and use it, you'll have them in your inner circle before you know it instead of being treated like a stranger I became trusted immediately this can even work if you're trying to buy a new car understanding the model and some minor details can work to get you a better deal from a salesman just like I did yesterday when purchasing a mini Cooper countryman for example Many Coopers have various models, and it's a great luxury crossover. and It costs you about $700 of maintenance per year. It gets excellent gas mileage, and the Countryman is an all wheel drive vehicle. Sometimes they come in for front wheel drive, and that actually can shift from 50 to 50 to 70 to 30 to even 100% either front wheel or rear wheel. And it's just a great vehicle and has some excellent handling. It's got a sport button, which actually increases its ability to propel itself forward and uh, gives a little more rough sound to it. But you should stay away from the 2011, 2012, and 2013 models as they have been known to have some engine issues and fires. This week, I want to share with you a review from T.E. Corner. He says, Kirby is a true leader and life influencer. He is on a mission to redefine leadership and success. Not only does he focus on success in the form of goals and accolades, but he brings to the surface the real value and positive influence people can bring to the workplace and world. Great show. Thank you, Kirby. Hey everyone, positive reviews from awesome customers like you help others to feel confident about choosing the true success podcast too. Could you just take 60 seconds and go and make a review and share your happy experiences? We will forever be grateful and thank you in advance for helping us out. And maybe we'll read your review on a future episode. And this proves true. Touring and traveling for business One of the questions that came up while I was attending a recent event was What are some conspiracy theories that you've heard of while traveling to a different location? the gentleman was talking to a well-traveled young man and he enjoyed listening to a conspiracy theory or two and the stories that are behind them for entertainment purposes And several actually came up about the Denver airport. Now, I have an opportunity to share that information if I ever go to the Denver airport. But they might not appreciate it. If you're curious about the Denver airport conspiracy theories, look it up on the internet. The internet always tells the truth. Even traveling to different cities and countries, Understanding the local customs and history means that you're less likely to put your foot in your mouth. You don't want to learn this the hard way. You might be about to close a deal when you make the wrong hand gesture. And it may be rude or offensive to those individuals. Your miscommunication can totally blow up the deal. I've learned this firsthand. Despite taking some multicultural classes in my undergrad and my master's programs, I've still encountered challenges with my wife's family from South Korea. I've even just focused my multicultural studies on business in South Korea. And I still got some things wrong. But we are doing much better these days, for sure. So do your part. And prepare as much as you can beforehand. And be curious and learn about others. Many people do not like to talk on the phone. To include me. Some studies have found that 30% of people lose energy when they're on the phone. So here are some techniques that you can use when communicating by phone. When you answer, do so crisply and professionally. For example, you could say, hello, this is Kirby Ingalls, how can I help you? Right? This is an opportunity you can't pass by. You can be well rehearsed in leaving a lasting impression. There is no excuse for getting this one wrong because it is the easiest thing to do out of the box. When someone identifies themselves, greet them like you were a long lost friend. Make them feel warm and welcome when you get off and you'll get off to that great start. And don't forget this happens with voicemails too. So that funny voicemail you think you've left and, you know, people enjoy some people, well, it might be a roadblock for them and it could prevent a long lasting relationship from happening. Remember that while you're on the phone, people can't see your facial expressions. They can't see your body language or even your hand gestures. It's up to you to communicate all that into your verbal cues. It means they are not in your head. So you have to say, "Uh uh-huh. This would be the one time that I say to do that. Maybe even say, I'm happy to hear that. Tell me more, please. These are options. This way... They know what's on your mind and that you're engaging in the conversation and not doing something else and ignoring them while on the phone. Use people's names when you do. It calls attention or it calls their attention more frequently than you would otherwise. So one of the first things that I do when I answer the phone and they tell me their name I write it down. And when I'm having a conversation with people on Zoom, I take their name and I put it on a post it note, one of those bright colored ones, and I put it next to the camera. Yes, I understand that their name is at the bottom of their picture on Zoom, but that sticky note, that bright colored sticky note, attracts my eyes more than that little placard at the bottom of their image. And I don't want to have to squint to see it. It just has their first name on it. But don't say a person's name too often because it can begin to sound like you're pandering to them. So be aware of this when you carry on with face-to-face conversations. It's always important to ask if it's a good time to talk as well. Sometimes when you call, you might get someone's stubborn secretary. No offense. They're just doing their job. And you can do one thing to kind of get around that, right? Ask them if you can speak to the person. Or maybe you ask if they're in today. That might be a better option. You're just implying when you ask the latter, are they in today? You're implying that you're familiar with him and you might actually be a close friend who deserves to be placed a little higher on that callback list. And if you're the one doing the screening, you can make those rejections just a little bit easier for the other person to swallow. I have my staff put them through. After they're on hold for a minute, have them apologize and inform them right? then I'm no longer available. That'll take it and make it less personal that way. Or maybe you won't, right? Maybe they will take it offensively. So make the most out of every phone conversation. And also remember, take your own risk because there are risks with everything that we do. People who attend parties have a good time, and there's nothing wrong with that. And this is an opportunity to meet and impress other people in attendance. It's all about those first impressions. You know, celebrities have a fabulous stage presence, right? And you can have the same and get everyone looking your way by doing a little preparation and learning how to walk into a room. That's right. Do you want to make a dramatic entrance? straightforward before entering you pause at the door look through the room and scan and when you scan plan your path and destination once you walk through smile and head confidently to your destination and make eye contact on your way there so those people can see you coming and they open up to you once you arrive to make it look natural think i'm kidding The next time you're watching television, pay attention to how the celebrities do it. If it works on TV with you watching, it'll work on them in person. Make sure you move towards the most exciting person in the room once inside. Suppose you're standing around and waiting for someone to come to you. In that case, you're just going to end up looking like wallpaper all night long. And you'll get a few opportunities to meet others. Maybe if you're being wallpaper. So when you have someone's undivided attention, keep it. Remember everything that we've talked about up to this point in the conversation leading up to now. Be mindful of your hands. Avoid threatening gestures. And create an open, inviting posture. Don't forget to listen and take mental notes of what people are saying. It's going to prove useful later. Jot down personal details on a note card after you are done talking and before even moving on to the next person that they may reveal to you. Those details, right? You can bring those up later in future meetings and it will undoubtedly make a great impression. Anyone can be a better communicator and improve the relationships in their lives. The key message in this episode is a basic understanding of human nature that you can benefit from. Everyone should know how to make an excellent first impression. Use non-threatening but positive body language. Give praise. Be prepared for meetings with valuable input. With this knowledge, you'll be practicing good techniques. You'll not only feel comfortable and confident in all your conversations, but you'll also gain more friends and quickly climb the ladder of success. Before every encounter, picture yourself smiling, make eye contact, and practice positive body language visualization. The powerful exercise is very much like a self-fulfilling prophecy. So don't forget to remember that vital information that people tell you. And don't forget to jot down those exciting facts on the back of a person's business card or note card. As I carry those in my pocket after you finish talking to them. And the next time you meet them, you can bring up a couple of those little details. Now it's up to you to put all this information into action. Please check out the links in the show notes, download a copy of the transcript, and smash that subscribe button. Leave a comment or review on your favorite podcast platform. Now go out and carry this story forward. My name is Kirby Ingalls. I appreciate you listening to this episode. Honor your service to others and love the impact that you are creating. You've been listening to the True Success Podcast. I'll see you next time.